0: Well, more countries have halted funding to the largest UN agency operating in Gaza as the crisis deepens over the alleged role of some of its staff in the 7 October Hamas attacks on Israel. Now, New Zealand will review its $1 million contribution before paying it, but says it does that every year in any case. The BBC's Lepeka Pelham has more. Details of the Israeli dossier were first reported by The New York Times. It says that intelligence gathered showed nearly 200 Anrua workers were Hamas or Islamic Jihad operatives without providing detailed evidence. It said at least 12 workers crossed into Israel on the 7th of October. Of those, a schoolteacher and his son were alleged to have assisted in the abduction of an Israeli woman. Another two were said to have participated in raids on southern Israeli farming communities. A social worker is alleged to have helped to bring the body of a dead Israeli soldier back to Gaza and another is accused of arming himself with an anti-tank missile. Now, Anwar has sacked nine of the employees accused of participating in the attacks on the 7th of October and says it is investigating the claims. We're joined now by former Prime Minister Helen Clark, who led the UN Development Programme, which oversees Anwar. Uh, welcome to the programme. Thank you. What is the significance of the funding being suspended like this?
1: This is the biggest platform for getting humanitarian aid into Gaza right now. A population that's 85% displaced, people are close to starvation, they're going without medical supplies. If you're going to defund and destroy this platform, then the misery and suffering of the people under bombardment in Gaza can only increase and you can only have more, more deaths. So it's most regrettable that countries have acted in this precipitous way to defund the organisation on the basis of allegations.
0: What do you make of those allegations?
1: Well, of course the allegations are serious. The UN Code of Conduct clearly would not tolerate any such thing. I led an organisation that had tens of thousands of people on contracts at any one time. Could I say hand on heart, no, one ever did anything wrong? No, I couldn't. But what I would say is any allegations would be fully investigated and the results would be made publicly known. That's exactly what the head of UNRWA has said. That's what the Secretary-General is saying. That process is underway. But this is not a time to be just cutting off the funding because a small minority of UNRWA staff face allegations. So you don't think there's any
0: justification with suspending the funding until the outcome of that investigation is known?
1: Absolutely not. A lot of people could starve to death or die because they didn't get their medicines by then. You know, the United States has been a major and generous funder of UNRWA if the US withholds its money, if Germany withholds its money, if other big donors withhold their money, UNRWA goes down. And as I say, there's no ready alternative to what UNRWA does right now.
0: What do you make of the timing of the release of this dossier um, coming you know, about the same time as the uh, International Court of Justice ruling?
1: I, I think it's no coincidence at all that these allegations were made known. Uh, at the very time of the International Court of Justice uh, ruling. I think it was an attempt to deflect attention from the very significant rulings of the court, which called on Israel to prevent genocidal acts, to act to suppress genocidal speech, uh, to let humanitarian aid flow. This this was a decision that was very important for the people of Gaza. So to try to then sort of have that uh, dismissed while... Uh, bringing these other claims to the fore, I, th- I think it's fairly obvious what was happening.
0: In terms of perception, I mean, do you think it has been effective in that way? Has the uh, the reputation of UNRWA been mm. been irreparably tainted by this?
1: Well, I don't think irreparably tainted because everyone understands that out of 13,000 employees in an occupied territory it's almost inevitable that there would be some sympathy among some for Hamas. Uh, that That's frankly just human nature. But the code of conduct of the UN is very clear. You cannot uh, do the things which were alleged, which is why the head of UNRWA immediately dismissed those who, who he could find and who were was still alive. But uh, I think it's fair to note also that Israel would rather like UNRWA to be disestablished permanently, UNRWA serves this uh, diaspora uh, Palestinian population of 5.3 million who are refugees or descendants of those who fled in 1947. And uh, Israel would rather not have such an agency at all. So I think we need to see these actions in this bigger context as well.
0: Okay. just finally, uh, the New Zealand government will review its uh, contribution before paying it. Uh, What would you urge it to do?
1: Well, firstly, I'm proud of New Zealand that it hasn't rushed in just to defund. Uh, By June, when uh, MFAT would normally make the payment, anything could have happened. I remain an eternal optimist that perhaps the ceasefire negotiation talks going on in Paris at the moment might materialise in a ceasefire of some weeks, more humanitarian aid flowing and hopefully a political process getting underway uh, for the two-state solution. So I think, you know, waiting to review until uh, June to see what the lie of the land is, what the UN investigation has turned up, I think MPAT and the New Zealand government have done exactly the right thing.
0: Thank you for coming on with us this morning. That was former Prime Minister uh, Helen Clark, who also led the UN Development Programme, which oversaw uh, Anwar.